0: This is the Real Life Podcast with Kurt and Katie Adkins. We believe everyone has the ability to create the life they desire.
1: On today's episode, we are going to be discussing equality. This is episode 23 of season one. Usually, we get to start off with another beautiful day here in the Flathead. However, it's been a rainy day here in the Flathead, and we've had a rainy few days. Actually, we've seen more rain than I've seen since probably 1993. What
0: about you? Yeah, it's a lot of rain lately.
1: Yeah, rain's good, though. uh, I'm actually happy that we're having the rain. We've had tremendous wind storms the last... Well, throughout this year, we've had a couple different wind storms that have really torn up a lot of trees and caused a lot of damage and so I'm happy to see the rain solidifying the root system and kind of strengthening the surface that we stand on so that maybe just like the topic that we're hitting on today maybe we can all stand on a unified solid ground and we're talking about equality and it's interesting to me I've told Kurt on several different occasions as well as other people that I've had conversations with that it's just so crazy to me that this is where our country's at when i think about the civil rights movement and what we learned with martin luther king when we were growing up in school and really uh hearing about the sacrifices that harriet tubman made and everybody made in the process and that it's almost like smoke and mirrors or the curtain's been pulled back like the wizard of oz and here we go again with no progress and it's heartbreaking it's sad but i'm actually hopeful today more hopeful than I've been in a while that maybe this is going to be the lasting change that we need so that, you know, all of humanity can see each other in love as equal rather than the diversity.
0: Right. It's the, it's exclusion is what it is. And that's where the whole thing comes in. It's generations and generations on generations pounded this message of, you know, it's us versus them, or they're not quite equal to us. And, you know, we're the chosen ones and they're not the chosen ones, or they've got to earn their way in. And it, it's really, it's really pretty interesting because we really hit home. The idea that everybody's included in God's love and God's favor and God's blessings. And it's not about any of that other stuff. And that there's no division between how God sees one person as how he sees the other person that he sees everybody as perfect. And he considers everyone as masterpiece.
1: Well, and if we can start to see ourselves in that light and in that love, then our blinders and our filters of the way that we see humanity and the way that we see the world will naturally fall off. You know, I know that we've been on this uh, journey of self-discovery on our spiritual path for quite some time and growing in our unity and love, but it's been very interesting. The more solidified, just like I was talking about the root system, the more my roots have been grounded in love. And Inclusion and just embracing all of humanity for exactly where they're at is I see a lot better, brighter, more beautiful things than I did when I was only uh, focused on whether I was in or whether I was out or if I belonged in this group or if those people like me or if I'm going to, you know, allow myself to get bullied around because I think that, you know, they're the really cool crowd and they're who I need to hang out with all those things I think that everybody deals with. Now I feel like my blinders are falling off and that the more centered in love I am, the more intolerant of nonsense I am. And I know that that's kind of an interesting thing. And it's not like I'm out beating people up or scolding people or having my opinions, but it just, I guess my heart is more tender when I see such division and such exclusion rather than just people like Martin Luther King said, joining hands of the table of brotherhood, realizing that we're all, we're all in all.
0: Yeah. We're all one. And that's, I mean, obviously like many topics we talk about, this is a hard one because so much has been passed on from parents and grandparents and that on what, what we believe. And, you know, in our faith journey, a lot of times, we learn from them and that's passed on generation to generation of what we believe. And so even like our book, what if we address a lot of those topics of what we were told on the spiritual side, but it's also the, on the side of how we view other people. You know, I think that's very interesting to me is that it is a generational thing that's been passed on. And, and how do we, how do we put a stop to it today? Right. Saying no more of this. It's, we're all, we're all part of the same one big happy family, and we're not going to always agree on political stuff and economic issues, but we can all believe that everybody's created and designed perfectly just the way they are.
1: And that that all people should be treated with the same love and respect regardless of right age, race, sexual identity, creed, religion, or lack of religion. There was a time that we were involved with that, mindset and understanding that at first I didn't really understand it. And I remember going age, race, religion, creed, blah, 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 lack of religion. And I didn't understand that it was all are included. And really I love our that
0: people can't be judged for
1: where anything. they're at and that there shouldn't be any judgment. You know, really it's not our place to judge. It's our place to love and accept and just decide that we're going to embrace life and live it rather than, be miserable in finding everything that we think is wrong or that we've grown up understanding. I mean, last week, I think we talked about maybe it was a few weeks ago where you were talking about you had read something maybe in Born From Above or you had heard something on Facebook where it talked about like, yeah, the people who have passed before us are like, it's really great that we had the knowledge that we had, but look at how much further you can go if you decide to dig in and go past where we were at and it's sad to me that we were even in a place where racism even existed but like we were talking about last night over dinner with your brother it's not the big thing right now is race as in skin color and the inequality that you know blacks are getting treated with but it stems from there's racism if you want to call it in in every home and i hate to say it and it's not a it's not racism as we know it but it comes from you can't hang out with them because their family believes this way or you know i really think that that's a great kid but their family belongs to that church and i don't want you to get influenced or you know or i think they're they're, poor or, or they're poor or they're from or a different wealthy. side of town or they're wealthy or they're higher up on the and
0: so your parents don't think that you should be associated
1: with them and so everybody has an opinion on things that really shouldn't matter i remember hearing that kind of talk in my house. And I was a rebel at heart. And I don't think I was actually a rebel rebel from the meaning that I was out trying to destroy things. But I remember my dad had a big problem with baggy pants, long, shaggy hair, certain standards that he thought people had to have. And so guess where my friends were? My friends were the ones that sat on people's cars that had baggy pants that had, you know, scruffy hair and weren't shaven. And all of the different things that were against what he believed. And I don't think that what he believed was a right and an accurate judgment on those people's character. And so I think that just being able to admit that it's not a judgment against my dad because he only knew what he knew, but how much further can we go if we can get past the skin color and if we can get past the way that people dress and the religion that they're a part of, or the group that they hang out with, or Whatever it is, whether they're a Democrat or a Republican, and we just get to be friends. We talk about in our book, there's one, I don't even remember what chapter it's in, but we we go, you know, kids on the playground just go to play. They don't stop at three, four, and five years old and say, wait a minute, I have to screen to whether your family's Democrat or Republican. I have to check your skin color to see if it's okay for me to hang out with. I have to make sure that your bank account and my bank account are somewhat equal so that there's no... Feeling of separation. They just get together and they just play and they have fun and they get dirty and they live life. And at the end of the day, they go to sleep knowing that they had a fulfilled day. And where is it that it got so lost? And
0: all of those things come from their parents when it does finally start happening. It's from their parents or their grandparents.
1: And so, our heart really behind this is to just take a look, a heart check on what are the things, whether it's race or whether it's economic or whether it's political, that hold you guys as listeners back. And also Kurt and I talk about this all the time is where are our kinks in our life that aren't allowing us the ability to walk in the true freedom that we have been given and show the love and embrace people with the love so that instead of the things that tear us apart, keeping us further apart and stirring up hate, we get to come together and go, man, isn't it great to just be loved and get to live life?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I was just thinking about a message thread I had a few weeks ago with an individual that, you know, um, doesn't necessarily agree with our, with our take on the fact that uh, we believe the creator of the cosmos loves everybody and has no, there's no separation of that love and that love's eternal and it and it never stops and there's no. You know, we've said it before, we don't believe in an eternal torment or torture because that's a violation of the concept of love that keeps no records of wrongs and doesn't judge and isn't boastful and isn't proud. And all the things, and if we see God, which we do as total love, then then that would be a total contradiction. But I just find it interesting that even a couple weeks ago, you know, I get a message about blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it quickly, in the message that it quickly goes to these other authors that you read or what's their take on hell, basically on salvation. And, and I wouldn't really give an answer because I can't necessarily give an answer for everybody that I'm friends with and everybody that I'm associated with. But I said, they, they all believe that God's love and they, how that's expressed and how they experience that and how they share that is different and it helps different people along their own personal journey. And this guy couldn't take that. Like that's wrong. And it just ended. It just reminded me once again that there's the exclusion or there's the inclusion and you either want to be a part of your little club, you know, even, even in the rally and the protests yesterday here and in our town, um, there was definitely multiple organizations that got involved in it. And, and it was, it wasn't to just be included in the same topic that, Hey, we need to readdress how we're, how certain people are being treated and why they're being treated and, and take that core of belief away from people that somebody's less than because of their skin color or more than somebody else because of their skin color it became about everything that everybody wanted to talk about because we're very exclusive groups. And until we, in my opinion, until we change that and we realize everybody's included and that means everybody's included also have their own beliefs. And in those beliefs, it's, it has to be that everyone is created equal and that there's, that you don't see people by their color of their skin, which is what Martin Luther said, Martin Luther King, that we don't see people by the color of their skin. So if we don't see people by the color of their skin, then we're also not saying, yeah, I'm so glad, glad my son has a, or daughter has a friend that's this, this race. Once that's gone, like this, my kid has a friend and her name is, sheila or whatever and that it doesn't make any difference and that that's when it changes
1: right i was what popped into my head when you were talking about that text message was when you and i were both on this beginning path of discovery and we can't you got to understand and i think that you do understand that we've come out of you know we both were not religious at all and then we got Hyper religious in a sense that because we wanted to be pleasing to God, and so when we started to question the things that we learned within the church, and we started to uncover and be like, you know, that doesn't resonate in my heart, we used to joke and say, and it's not really a joke, it's truth. If people believe in the Big Bang, it was one hell of a Big Bang when you look at really what's all around and the beauty in the trees and the beauty in all the people and all the different things, and so. Being able to even have like I have great joy being able to to refer to the Big Bang as one hell of a Big Bang and creation as man it's freaking awesome that we're all created out of love and that every every facet of life is represented in our Earth and. Getting to that point rather than being like, well, science would say and blah, blah, blah. And scripture because doesn't all... line up with and blah, blah, blah. And my denomination says this or or my group, my club says this. Being able to just be like, man, humanity's a beautiful thing. And what I really was thinking about today when I was working out is how everybody wants so bad to be included that exclusion is the only thing that's bringing people together right now in demonstrations as large groups. And that what people really want is to be able to put down their signs and be able to put down their facades of what they're very, very, very passionate about and to just be able to go, you know, I've just wanted to, despite politics and despite color and despite all that, I've just wanted to be a friend. I just want to have communion. I just want to, I think that universally we're all, I don't think that I'm unique. I don't think curse unique. I was talking to my good friend Barb yesterday and I don't think she's unique. I think that at our core, we all want the same thing. And that's to know that we're loved, know that we're accepted and know that it's okay to be on our journey. And if we can't be on our journey and we can't communicate about the questions that are coming up along our journey in a rational way, how are we ever going to grow past irrational thinking if we can't rationally look at what's on the table. And so the beautiful thing that I love right now is it's getting put out on the table and hopefully people are going to join the discussion. You and I have said our hashtag is really join the discussion with what if the topics that we really believe around within the church that has caused so many people to stumble, but it's really join the discussion on how can we now unite and what does it take to pull down the iron curtain that separates all of humanity so that we can just stand. And just like Kurt said, there's inclusion. And if there is a line in the sand it's exclusion. And today in our lives, Kurt and I choose to stand in inclusion, stand firm on that factor. And at the same time, of our
0: creation and our love by the creator, we're going to have some political views that would be, different than other people.
1: Right. Right, But it doesn't separate us from being able to sit down and have a cup of coffee with them. We don't leave angry.
0: We can still love them and
1: value there. And we agree to disagree. And just, uh, and today we have a group of people we're choosing not to be around people that will just say, I'm sorry, you're not welcome to have that opinion anymore. We just choose to, we have great relationships where we can just talk about heavy topics and everybody can be heard because we know that we're all growing together in discovery rather than being at that place where I had to ask a relative not to come over to my house because they were so radical in this one viewpoint. Or I can't I can't hang out with those people because they're so radical in that viewpoint. And I'm not saying that we don't guard our hearts, because Kurt and I also guard our hearts from hate, because I don't think that hate is thing at all... <laughs> an attribute of love and growth. I think it's a complete opposite and we just choose that we want to love and we want to grow today. And so, and I think that that's humanity's heart. Even the people who demonstrate the most hate are the ones who want to know more than anybody that they're okay and lose the shame that causes them to behave the way that they behave.
0: Yeah. It's just weird times. 2020 has been strange, you know, from, the Celtics being the best team in basketball, but not having the best record to that season (laughs) coming to a, to a standstill to um, the pandemic and really whatever's really truly around that, because there's a lot of conspiracy views and a lot of different things on that. And then this, and then this, these riots and
1: protests and the peaceful marches peaceful
0: marches and the, the insanity of, uh the news media oh it's it's just been a strange year and it's just really unexplainable because i in my lifetime i've never experienced any so many things right in a row like just total causing total massive division you know um i think it's going to be a fabulous day when uh when racism and judgment for people for whatever uh, whatever they come from, whatever family or whatever, wrong side of the track, right side of the track. When that's gone, and and then when um, a police officer or whatever does something that's not acceptable, it's not about a race issue. It's about somebody being unstable in their job, and we address it as such.
1: Right, and that it's. it's... But
0: it was probably racism at this point. But it'd be nice when that doesn't happen again.
1: Right. When there and, is no racism. And knowing that one bad apple shouldn't make up a whole tree and that, you know, if the whole entire system's broken, which it very well could be, then I'm hoping and I'm trusting that legislation's gonna happen and training's gonna happen and screening of people's mental strengths and weaknesses is gonna happen so that we change that as a country. But I was thinking yesterday I well actually I saw We drove by the protest, but I saw a sign on the paper and it cracked me up because I said only in America can a guy have his hands on his AR-15, have on a bulletproof vest and on the back of it say black lives matter, police lives matter, and Epstein didn't kill himself. I thought how that doesn't happen in other countries. Only in America do we have the right to walk down the street at a protest with an AR15 a bulletproof vest and then also have that kind of a sign it's interesting that this is the time that we're in it's going to be very interesting to see if it's another phase of smoke and mirrors or if this is going to be the time that we all rise up all as in every every person and we go with what our heart tells us and that is inclusion i don't believe that i don't believe that any hearts cry out exclude them exclude them i think that it's all the no kid.
0: no child cries that out and when jesus said come to me or whatever with the heart of a child what how did he say it They'll i don't be, remember but he but he, it's really talking childlike about childlike faith childlike faith and it's talking about a knowing that whatever created us totally loves us that's the truth that sets us free and also the truth that sets us free is knowing that that means everybody's in the same boat we are, that everybody's totally loved. That's the truth that sets us free. It's not the truth of whether or not you necessarily believe in Jesus Christ or you don't believe in Jesus Christ. The truth that sets you free is when you realize, man, whatever created me, whatever whatever that being or anything is, totally loves me unconditionally. And I'm going to spend paradise, eternal, eternity in paradise with that individual and other people and that means also everybody else. Right. And then you have freedom.
1: Right. And when when the, the stupid saying, an eye for an eye, as justice, goes away to where people really realize that when you take an eye for an eye, everybody ends up blind. That's kind of the situation that we're in right now is people running rampant thinking that there has to be an eye for an eye. And that memes the whole entire vision of being able to say, well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's the unity? Where's love? And so what is that black eyed? Something's wrong with the world. Mama people living like they ain't got no mama, right, <laughs> the whole world's on. addicted to the drama media has caused mass hysteria I mean really when you think about we were listening to Bob Marley That's, last night. That song
0: she's talking about is Black Eyed Peas and it's Where is, Where is, is love? the Love?
1: Right. And it's uh and Bob Marley, I was thinking, man, his activism and his music is so crazy how it's so applicable today as it was when he was even when he put singing down the ball. It. right. <laughs> and uh his message is his message is pure and it's like, you know, uh, when people can just step outside of the lines that they think divide them and embrace the things that bring them together. And so we all have skin, we all have blood, we all have eyes, we all have ears, we all have smiles, we all have teeth, we all have all the senses and all the way that we respond to the senses, all of us respond that way. And so really our message behind this is where Where can we go in our growth, our unveiling and our understanding and how can that contribution help to not an eye for an eye causing the whole world to go blind,
0: but a hug for
1: a hug hug or embracing people with love and really seeing the change that is going to be lasting so that the next three generations aren't going to wake up one day, the light switch is going to get switched And all of a sudden, riots and rebellion and protests and brutality and equal rights aren't on every corner, getting marched at every town hall once again, that instead we all stand firm in the fact that we're all human, but we all get to embrace. And the day that we don't have to even say we're a diverse nation is the day that we're truly free, when we can just say that we're a nation of human beings who are ready to live and love and walk out that change that's when the separation and that mindset
0: and everybody has a pursuit of happiness
1: right we have life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and i just hope that in our life in this life we can embrace that true liberty so that that happiness and that joy just come bubbling out of us and ease into all of the nation you know i get that um i love the ripple effect and i love the fact that If we were all standing around one big pond and somebody was to toss in a rock, eventually the ripple from that rock would hit every one of us if we could just stand in unity long enough to see it. So I hope that's a ripple of change that we get to see. And I hope that's the experience that we're going to take away. We wanted to do part two on the science behind miracles. However, we both felt that, you know, there's a message and that needs to be shared and the more that we hear it and the more that it comes around maybe the more people are going to be willing to dive in and say you know even though my grandparents believed this way or even though I came from a a town that believed this way it doesn't mean that I have to push those beliefs and it doesn't mean that I have to stand firm on it and it doesn't diminish the things that have been done in my life or the the privileges that I have got from my family up until this point drawing a line in the sand and saying, I'm not going to walk in exclusion anymore. Or the heartache
0: and hardships we've gotten. Or the gracefully. heartache. And,
1: right. But it's saying, okay, I'm going to leave exclusion behind and I'm going to embrace inclusion. And I look forward to that day. Kurt and I are like, I look forward to the day that you don't have to be quote unquote religious to have faith. I think that's bullshit. I'm coming more and more into my understanding upon that.
0: Explain why you think it's
1: bullshit. Because I think that, I think that faith is trusting that your heart is leading you in the right direction and you don't have to go and educate your mind to produce a result. I believe that that's true faith. And I don't think that any book or any preacher or any teacher or any type of theology is powerful enough to change your heart, because your heart doesn't need to be changed. I think that true faith is walking in the oneness in the creation and trusting that our hearts aren't going to lead us astray. And your heart and that will leap for joy when
0: you hear the truth.
1: And that we're not dirty, and that we've never been dirty, and that we're not separated. And I know that that's a bold statement. And I know that I come out of uh, some of my spiritually sound friends. I use that as a funny term, because I think we're all growing, but they're probably clenching their jaw right now, as I even say that. But the day that, once again, that's a division for me is when somebody says, well, their religion or their religious belief is what gives them faith. And some of the people with the most faith that I've ever met have never set foot in a church and never opened up a book to try to find it. They've just lived from love in their heart because they trust their heart and they trust the one that's leading them and so that right. was another side and another tangent and I'm very passionate about it but I'm sick of seeing those divisions and that's just another example of the division is when our unity equality and acceptance of all comes out is when we don't shake hands and say are you so and so and what's your affiliation when we can just be like yeah, my when, name's Tom and Mary what church
0: do you go to bro
1: or what club do you belong to are you part of the you know Rebecca's or are you part of the whatever's I mean I've just used those examples because all of that doesn't matter what matters is that we can sit down and we can have a discussion and we don't have to say well I'm so and so and they're not we can all just be like man we're just on this journey of discovery together and can we just have a conversation have a discussion and just walk away and grow in our own understanding and be solidified in love
0: right and my take on it's the same as Katie's that year Faith isn't about religion, any of that kind of stuff. It's about knowing that everything's gonna be okay and knowing where you come from. And and for me, that when you know, I just wanna clarify, like for me, when I read certain books and stuff, my heart leaps for joy when I hear the truth. And when I follow that joy and I follow that like the peace and security I get from certain things, then I know what's actually right and I'm actually I'm edifying where I come from. So books like born from above by Dave Carringer and, you know, from what we've, people have responded about our book, what if 15 topics worth discussing for lifelong happiness and, and even the mere Bible, which I haven't gotten into in a long time. But when I first began reading it, uh, my heart leaped for joy because I started to hear where I came from and who I truly was. And, in that then I was able to go out and experience more of life and allow that the spirit or whatever the heart belief in my thing to just to just explode into every area in my life where I didn't have to actually hide behind a pew or listen to a pastor or anything I could just start to live as I am because I began to water that truth in my heart.
1: Well and speaking of the water I yesterday I was thinking you know it'd be very interesting if all of the nations saw mass amounts of rain as a symbol symbolization of all the seeds of truth that are being planted right now would be just the imagery of what it would be like to watch at first the Blade than the year, than the full corn in the year to watch that seed time and harvest come into fruition. To where maybe our root system is a nation, it's just a symbol. You know, I'm not saying that we need rain. I know that if we got 40 days of rain right now, there would be a whole lot of people that would be um, thinking that something uh, biblical and like Armageddon was happening. But I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the visualization of if we could look at this whole seed time and harvest right now. Let all of our imagery of hate, turn off the news, turn off the media, and just start to see all the seeds of love, all the acceptance and the equality get watered, and what kind of a fruition that would be. The main thing is, wouldn't it be great if, for, for a month, all of the nation could turn off the news and the media and could just start operating from their hearts. What would the face of this nation look like two months from now, if a month of just not plugging into it because it's so jaded, you don't even know what to believe anymore. It's like, how many times can you show this heinous image of this brutal crime and plant that over and over and over into people's mind? That produces trauma, that produces fear, and that produces the ability for us to be controlled. If we shut it off, And we start operating from our heart and we go, instead of planting those images into my heart, I'm going to plant images of equality. I'm going to plant images of what it's like to be loved. I'm going to sit and I'm going to go, man, what would it feel like if I could actually sit with my friends, despite anything that people might say, divide us and we could all just find union ground because we're humans Mm -hmm. and we could start watering those seeds and watch that come into fruition. I think that it's a, simple solution to a mass problem. And I think that the world, our country, humanity as a whole would have the ability to truly experience life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that it would no longer be a pursuit, but happiness and joy would continue to bubble out of people. And the face of what we deem as right and wrong, injustice and injustice would, would wash away. And we would naturally just be able to stand in our union, in our unity, and in our love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So thank you for joining us today. Sorry if we got a little preachy, but it's we're just passionate about seeing people get free. So blessings and love.
0: Have a wonderful day.
1: If you like what you heard on today's episode, please share it, rate it, review it, and post it on social media. Also, you can check out our book, What If?, 15 Topics Worth Discussing for Lifelong Happiness by Kurt and Katie Adkins. It's available in paperback and Kindle on Amazon.com. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to next week.